Hey there, it's Brian Aganod. Welcome to Mindset Daily. Just real quick, before I get started on today's show about finding your purpose, I do want to let you guys know of a new little feature on Spotify. For those of you who listen to this pod, this podcast on Spotify, there is a new like interactive section on the episode itself. There's a little Q&A box below the right below the episode itself. So when you click on an episode, you'll be able to see a little Q&A section there. You can actually type in your question and I'll get those directly. And I think the way it works, again, this is just a brand new feature. I haven't really had a chance to use it very much, but you can submit a question. And then once I get all those questions, I can go back and I can answer them and it'll automatically up, update the show so that the questions appear at the end of the show with the answers that go with it. So it's a pretty cool function. And if you've been sending me messages, like if you've been emailing me or sending me messages on Instagram, it's actually a really cool feature to now try to do that directly into the show itself. And then that way, when you ask a question, everybody else can see it simultaneously. And then when you go back and you look at the archived shows, all the answers to those questions will be attached to them. So I think it's a pretty cool thing the way it works. Test it out. Leave questions, leave comments in that box, and we'll see how it goes. Anyway, today's show is about finding your purpose. So I think one of the most difficult things to do in life is to truly find your purpose and find what you're meant to be. And a lot of people have asked me this question because my path has been so different. How do you find your purpose how, what did you do in order to realize that in your life, there's certain things that just don't fit and there's things that do fit. And how do you shuffle those things around and come to a conclusion for what it is that you really want to do? So finding your purpose is not something that happens uh, just organically. I think it's one of those things where the misconception is you'll see if you feel lost and you're like, well, I don't really feel like my life has purpose or I don't really enjoy what I'm doing. I want to find my purpose. And then I know that once I find it, I'll be on the right path and I'm going to love myself and I'm going to love my life and all the things that come with it. But they always say, well, it just comes. You have to let it come to you. Now, what I have found is that there are a certain set of things you have to do in order to get there. And there's a couple of things you have to really pay attention to in order to help that. Because oftentimes what will happen is we're looking for something or we want, I should say we want something, but in, in the effort or so, how should I phrase this? What's a good way to say it? It's that we want something, but at the same time, we're afraid that if we don't get what we want, that it's going to hurt, we're going to be rejected, et cetera, et cetera, whatever that process may be. So in our head, we start to then gravitate towards a plan B, or we start to formulate a plan B. And when that plan B come, or when we start to have that plan B, we almost in our head prepare for that more than we do what we actually want. And so our actions, our beliefs, what we do on a daily basis is subconsciously guiding us towards that plan B instead of what we actually want. So I think the first thing to do is to ask yourself the question, what is it do I really want, right? What does your dream life look like? Because I think here's the, here's 
here's a big part of actually understanding what makes you, what gets you in a flow state in life, what makes you tick, what your purpose is, is to start by defining what your, what a perfect day looks like to you. And that's different for everybody, but you have to take the time to actually write this down and say to yourself, these are the things that I want. For example, my thing is that my perfect day starts with not having to wake up to an alarm clock. So that was one of my big things. I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock. I feel like even today, even more so today, one of the greatest luxuries in life is to be able to wake up on your own terms and not have to wake up to an alarm clock. That's one of mine. But you can think about yours and more so you can move through your day and really hone in on the things that would make you tick, the things that would make you happy and then start with that as a blueprint. So I think one of the things that, that people will do wrong is they start by trying to say, let me, let me go chase this career or let me pursue this path because ultimately they think that path is going to provide them security. And so they, they go down that road, but then they realize that path to security are the things that they have to do in order to get that. And those are the things you're doing every day don't actually make you happy because they don't go along with you having, you know, that blueprint of what your, what your perfect day would look like. And that's why it's so important to have that is because one of the first things that you can do to move closer to your purpose or to find your calling, as they say, is to understand what does your perfect day look like? And then anything that you're considering doing or anything you want to start or try, ask yourself, if I excel in this new thing, if I excel in this new job, I start this new business or whatever that is, ask yourself the question, does, does excellence or success in that new endeavor or that new job lead to what my perfect day looks like? Because sometimes what will happen is when you when you go through this process, you'll say to yourself, the success in this new endeavor, this new job, this new project that I'm taking on actually is the opposite of what I want my perfect day to look like. So you're actually moving away from that. And in, and But in that process, you don't fully realize it if you haven't defined, again, what your perfect day actually is. And that's why definition is important and defining things and moving through life with a purpose. Like everything you do in life should have a purpose, right? Like the most successful people on this planet have a purpose and they move through life with what their end goal is in mind. And a lot of the time, sometimes you may not even be able to answer that question, what is my ultimate end goal? But you can answer right now, I think, I think listening to this, you can say to yourself, I know what my, I know what a great day looks like. I know what a perfect day looks like for myself. So let me define that. So that's number one. That's step one in moving towards your purpose. Now, one of the ways that I heard this is that when you don't truly have direction in life, or if, if you're in a spot in life where you're, it's uncertain, where you aren't exactly sure what you're going to do next. You're not exactly sure what you want to do next. And you're not exactly sure how to go about getting to 
what's next. And it's just one big mystery. There's That's the point in your life where you say yes more often than you say no, right? Now, the way I've always heard it is that when your life has dire- doesn't have direction, focus on saying yes to things. And when you feel like you now have your purpose and your life does have direction, focus on saying no to things. So if you don't have your purpose, you have to say yes in order to go out and discover things and try things and figure out what it is you like, what it is you enjoy doing, what it is you don't enjoy doing, the situations you like to find yourself in, the people you like to hang out with. You have to say yes in that circumstance. And then once you find that, Again, and you've got your purpose and you've got your mission and you're working on it and you're trying really hard to reach your mission or to fulfill whatever it is you want to achieve, you have to say no in order to make the time. So it's an interesting paradox, but it was one of the ways that I taught or one of the ways that I was taught when truly finding what you want in life, to truly find what you want in life when you aren't sure, you have to say yes to things. And sometimes we're afraid. One of the, one of the, one of the ways to never find your purpose is to be afraid to try new things. Like I was someone who, let me give you some context. In high school, I hated yoga. It was the last thing I ever thought about doing. And then when I got to college and I had no more sports and I had no more things that I was going on, out of the blue, I decided to give it, give it a shot. And I found out through doing it, I really loved it. So that became, I knew after doing it enough, that was going to play a major role in my life, a driver. And sure enough, that was what gave me the the courage to step outside of the normal, quote unquote, the white picket fence lifestyle and go and to pursue your dream. So being saying yes to things, you never know sometimes what you'll like or what you don't like until you actually try it and until you actually take the time to really say to yourself, let me give this, let me give this a shot and let me see. And so by saying yes to things, like if you're not sure of your purpose, say yes to things and get out and try them. You may never know. And actually what you'll find is that some of the things you thought that you didn't like or wouldn't like are things you actually really do end up liking. That's step two is, you know what? I'm just going to have to say yes to things. I am going to have to step into new arenas, new realms, and move outside of my comfort zone just a little bit. Now, I think I think step three, and this is this is one that's really tricky. So this is a this is something that I think confuses more of us than anything, is that we tend to confuse our passions with things we're good at. And what that means is you may be good at something. You may be really good at something. You could be good at math. You could be good at science. You could be good at reading, or you could be good at writing, whatever that is. So for me, I was always really good at math and science. I went to engineering school. I have an engineering degree. I could have been a great engineer. Now, the now the thing is that through going out and saying yes to things, I realized that, yeah, engineering was, it was fun. I like doing math. I I enjoy solving problems, but that's not something, it wasn't my passion. It wasn't something that I could see myself spending the rest of my life doing. It was something that I was good at. But sometimes we tend to confuse and like when we're younger, sometimes the people closest to us, our parents, especially when we're younger, will put us into a 
scenario or will put us into a situation where we're doing more of what we're good at because we're good at it, because they might think that's your purpose or that's your calling. But deep down, it's really not. Or deep down, there's something more for you. Thinking about it from that level too is not confusing what you're good at with your passion. Because a lot of people tend to go down the road of things they're good at. And then that's what leads them to, that's what leads to that place of despair later on, which is, well, I just found myself in a whole career or a whole lifestyle of something I don't really like or something that isn't really me, but because I was good at it at some point in time. And and just because you love reading books doesn't mean you, you know, will automatically become a librarian, but and that's what people think. And it, it's hard. And that's one of the most difficult things to distinguish is just because I'm good at something doesn't mean it's my passion. That's the trap. In fact, I, ironically, I find and through people I've met in my life, it's actually easier to find your purpose. It's easier to find your calling if, you, if you're not really good at something. Because if you're not really good at something, you don't have a distraction that is pulling you down and you have nothing nothing to do other than to find your purpose. So you have no choice in that way. But if you are good at something, it's important. It's not a bad thing. But what's, what is important is to realize that, again, just because you are good at something, it doesn't mean that's your purpose. So that's step number three. That's another really important thing to look at. You can actually make a list or you can make notes of things you're good at, even though you don't like them. Things you're good at, despite the fact that you don't like them. And then step four is then saying, okay, who am I? I think answering the question is, who are you? What are the things like, and and this may sound a little cliche, but in order to find your purpose, what are things you're passionate about in life, right? What are things you're passionate about outside of your career or outside of your education? This is another big one which is we're so fixated, like our life is, it's really easy, like in America, they love to, and again, like if you're listening from other countries, I'm giving the the perspective here growing up in America is that there's such a strong pressure to fulfill the quote unquote American dream, right? Like they almost have, it's almost predetermined what your life should be like. It's pretty predictable. Go to school, go to college, get a degree, get in debt get a job, pay off the debt, keep working until you're 65, retire, and hopefully you have enough for retirement, and then you can finally go sit on a beach in Hawaii somewhere or whatever you want, only after 65 years of grinding and doing things that you, quite frankly, don't like. But that's the American dream. And so if you don't go out of your way to find what you want and what your purpose is, it's already dictated for you, right? Somebody else has already told you what your dream is, right? And their dream could be your nightmare. So it's important. It's important to think. And it's important to discover what you're passionate about. It may be ideals. It may be beliefs. It may be things you read about all the time. It may be things that you like to study for fun, right? And sometimes the things we're passionate about are right under our noses. We just have to take the time to figure out what that is. And then going through and saying, if these are the things that I'm passionate in, or these are the things that I really enjoy doing, maybe I should do more of them. Maybe I should explore that further and see how that actually goes. 
But that's where I think people go wrong is they don't have an identity outside of their work or they don't have an identity outside of their education, meaning everything they do is revolved around their education. Everything they do is revolved around their work or their job. And so they haven't developed themselves outside of that. And so taking the time to develop yourself and to develop these passions of yours, again, is such a powerful, it may sound simple, but it's a powerful tool to discovering your passion. And again, that's along the line, that goes along the lines of saying yes. You just have to say yes to some things in order to discover it. And the next one is building skills, right? Is take the time to build skills in, in diverse areas. I think sometimes in order to find what we truly want, you in that process, sometimes we don't exactly know what we want, but we learn what we don't want. And once we have a big enough pile of things or a checklist of things we don't want or don't like, by default, it starts to guide us in the direction of things we do. And it's like dating or it's relationships, which is how many times have you been in relationships and they've ended and every single time they've ended, You've discovered something new about what's a deal breaker for you, what you didn't like in that relationship. What are things that you never want to have to deal with again, right? So it goes into the pile of, I don't that, or I don't like that trait. So I know in the future, I'm not going to look for somebody who has that same trait. And the more you do that, the more you realize the things that are the things, again, that are relevant to you and the things that you don't want. Sometimes it's the process of elimination and you have to go through enough to realize what you don't like and that will move you closer to what you like. So a wide range of skills, you may never know unless you try it. Do different things, right? Go try yoga. You may not like it at all and that's great. And okay, that's definitely not my passion. Or try different things. Maybe, maybe go and try and open up a book on coding. Learn how to develop apps. For fun, go to the bookstore and learn how to develop apps. Read some books and see what that's. Or download, or download some apps online or those games in your iPhone that that teach you how to code. For example, you may really like it. Some people really like coding, writing code. It's a computer language. It's a passive thing that you can do. Other people may not like it at all. You may not like it at all. You don't know. Go out dancing. See if you see if you enjoy it. Go out and try like salsa dancing or something. Again, you never know until you try it, but you have to go and you have to step out like into that realm that's foreign or into that realm that's difficult for you and discover for yourself. They're all different things. Dancing, coding, yoga, they're all different. But again, you'll find, you'll start to hone in on the areas you like and the areas that you don't like. And over time, that starts to lead you closer and closer to your passion. And another way I was taught this was that sometimes when we're good at something or we're naturally talented at something, we tend to gravitate towards it even more, even though we don't truly like it, but we gravitate toward it because we're good at it. Sometimes our passions are things we don't like in the beginning. It, it, they're uncomfortable. Take anyone who goes to the gym or has a career in fitness, say, for example, or they're personal trainers of some sort. Think back to the first time that you went to the gym. It wasn't exactly a comfortable process, right? You didn't really know what you were doing. It was a little bit awkward. But 
the more that you stuck with it, the more you realized how much you did actually really enjoy it. So sometimes our purpose is found in things we don't like. It's a diamond in the rough or a diamond in the mud. You have to sift through the rough or you have to sift through the mud enough in order to find the diamond. So it's also when you're trying things, giving up on giving up too early also cuts you off from that process of truly understanding whether you enjoy it or whether you don't enjoy it. This is finding your purpose is it's an internal journey. It's something that you have to go through yourself. And sometimes when you ask people, I, I disagree with this advice, not I, I really disagree with this advice. Sometimes ask other people how they how they see you do or what they see you doing, how they view you, what your what they think your purpose should be or what you're good at. And the problem I have with that is that oftentimes they just point out the things you're good at. And you already know the things you're good at, but most of the time, the things we're good at don't necessarily become our passion. We're really lucky if the things we're good at align with what we're passionate about that in turn lead to our purpose. So it's an inward journey and it's something where in order for you to truly discover your purpose, the, it's, up for you, it's up to you to figure out what that is. But the answers are outside of you. You have to go and get out and try different things before you can truly do it. And the people who really find their purpose have tried enough stuff to realize, again, what they like, what they don't like, so that they have that point of view and they have that perspective. And your life is really split up into, I think there's two clear segments of life, right? Your life before you find your purpose and your life after you find your purpose. Because once you find it, you will know when you find it. You can go all in on what you're working on and it gives you the, it, it gives you something to galvanize all of your skills and all of the, it gives you a reason to learn more and evolve. There's one set of evolution that comes from just like looking for your purpose. Obviously you evolve, but once you find your purpose, the work that you do on a daily basis all around that are all then skills in turn that you can use to continue leveling yourself up, right? Like for example, I found yoga. I started, I started teaching yoga. I started doing all the things that yoga teachers do. Then I started my blog back in 2012, 2013-ish and turned it into a business. And the act of doing that was how I was able to build all sorts of different skills because my purpose was what gave me reason to build those skills. When you have a reason to build the skills, you'll start to build those skills. And that's how you level up as a human being, right? You need a purpose. Just like muscle on your body. You, your body needs a purpose to build the muscle. Otherwise, the muscle isn't just going to grow on its own off your body. You got to lift weights. Without lifting weights, it's going to be pretty hard to build the muscle. So having that, having a purpose is then 
then becomes a tool or then becomes now like this thing where you can, you're going to have to level up in order to truly reach it. This, I'm going to end it here because this episode is starting to go a little bit long, but I think these are a few things that you can do to move in that direction to start to find uh, your purpose. And then eventually you'll get there. It's not, again, it's not something that happens right away. It's something that takes time. It's something that you have to work towards. And it's something that you shouldn't believe will just come to you. It's something you have to actively search out and by trying enough and doing enough things, you'll eventually get there. All right, so if this was beneficial for you, you can tag me on Instagram and share it in a story. Let me know what you learned, what you think. And also, if you are a Spotify listener and you see the Q&A box below, leave some questions in the box. I'm just curious to see how it works and to see how it gets set up. I think it adds a real neat interactive element to the show. So you can go ahead and do that. And then... One other thing, if you are enjoying the show, please do take some time to share it with um, a friend or share it with someone who you think would benefit from it. That is how you can support the show, which is all done completely for free. And also take some time to leave a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so that's all I've got for you on today's show. Have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.